It's time to sit back, relax, and listen to Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life. Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life will inspire, motivate, and empower you. Live your best life now. Listen, learn, think, and decide. Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life. And now, here's your host, Joan Herman. Welcome to Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life. I'm Joan Herman. Thanks for tuning in. Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life brings you interviews with some of the most inspirational and influential people in the world. It's our goal to educate and empower you so you can live your best life now. Thank you for taking time for yourself, and thank you for letting us be a part of your life. We have another great show for you today. According to today's guest, Dr. Michael Greger, the vast majority of premature deaths can be prevented through simple changes in diet and lifestyle. Dr. Greger examined the top 15 causes of death in America and believes that nutritional and lifestyle interventions can sometimes be more beneficial than pharmaceutical and surgical approaches to help prevent and reverse these diseases. Dr. Greger is here today to teach us which foods to eat and which lifestyle changes to make in order to live longer. Dr. Greger is a physician, author, and speaker on clinical nutrition. He is the author of the New York Times bestseller, How Not to Die, and he runs nutritionfacts.org. His new book is The How Not to Die Cookbook. Welcome, Dr. Gregor. Thanks for joining us. I'm so excited to be here. Well, we're excited to have you here because what you're about to share with us has the potential to save lives. In your previous book, How Not to Die, you discussed the top causes of death in America. What were the diseases that you studied? Yeah, so the first half of the book is just 15 chapters on each of the 15 leading causes of death. I talk about the role diet may play in preventing, arresting, or reversing each of our top 15 killers, but I didn't just want it to be kind of a reference book. I wanted it to, to uh, you know, kind of be a practical guide on making kind of day-to-day grocery store type decisions. So that became the second half of the book where I center my recommendations around a, a daily dozen checklist of all the things I encourage people to fit into their daily routine, like, you know, berries every day, the healthiest fruits, greens every day, the healthiest vegetables, uh, a tablespoon the ground flaxseeds, a quarter teaspoon of turmeric, the best beverages, the best sweeteners, the, 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 you know, how much exercise they get every day. Basically, just trying to inspire people to fit some of these healthiest of healthy foods into their daily diet. Doctor, what does the science say about the relationship between nutrition, lifestyle, and good health? Well, there's only one diet that's ever been proven to reverse heart disease, for example, in the majority of patients, a plant-based diet. Now, look, if that's all a plant-based diet could do, uh, reverse our number one killer of men and women, uh, then shouldn't that kind of be the default diet until proven otherwise? Mm-hmm. And the fact that it can also be effective in preventing, arresting, or reversing other leading killers like type 2 diabetes and high blood pressure would seem to make the case for plant-based eating simply overwhelming. Doctor, there are so many different types of diets on the market today. Do you think we're harming ourselves by following some of these? Oh, my God, there's some terrible uh, diets. In fact, uh, you know, the uh, U.S. News and World Report every January puts out their, you know, best and worst diets. And I was honored to be part of their kind of uh, their cadre of judges this year. Um, and, uh, and, and so I think the diet that came in dead last was these ketogenic diets. 
um, and they can be uh, really quite harmful. But uh, look, I mean, diets in general, I mean, don't work by definition because, you know, you go on them, you go off of them. It's not about what you eat next week or next month. It's really what you're going to eat for the next decades. And so you need to find a diet that's not only health promoting, but, you know, convenient and affordable and it tastes great. Really, that's where the, the evidence points to, you know, the healthiest diet being one that minimizes, in general, the intake of meat, eggs, dairy, and processed junk and maximizes the intake of fruits and vegetables and legumes, which are beans, peas, chickpeas, and lentils, whole grains, nuts and seeds, mushrooms, herbs, and spices, basically real food that grows out of the ground. These are our healthiest choices. It's time that we start to visit the pharmacy, F-A-R-M, instead of the ah. pharmacy, P-H-A-R-M. Well, uh, so look, certainly there are, there's a role for medications and surgery. Look, you break a leg, we can we can patch that up with a cast. You, you have an infection, there's still uh, antibiotics that can be quite effective in curing. But when it comes to lifestyle diseases, which is about 80% of what people go to the doctor for in primary care these days, it comes to lifestyle diseases, I mean, the, the, co- the cause is not drug deficiencies. I mean, the cause um, is poor lifestyle choices. And so we, instead of just covering up the symptoms or, you know, using drugs to try to slow down the rate of one's decline or slow down or reduce the risk of complications, better to treat the cause, treat the lifestyle causes themselves in hopes that you can reverse the disease um, in the first place um, instead of just managing the disease, which is unfortunately um, uh, kind of the, the more mainstream medical approach these days. Why do you think people opt for the quick fix that they'd rather take a pill than take your advice? Well, I think they just don't know. I mean, I think they, I mean, it's really, it's, it's an ignorance. Studies show that people wildly overestimate the powers of pills and procedures to keep them healthy. Um, so, for example, patients believe these cholesterol-lowering statin drugs are about 20 times more effective than they actually are in preventing heart attacks. So it's like, well, no wonder most people continue to rely on drugs to save them. But, you know, leaving killers, you know, the dirty little secret is that most people surveyed said they wouldn't even be willing to take these drugs if they knew how little benefit they actually offered, whereas treating the, you know, actual cause by cleaning up our diets not only safer and cheaper, but can be more effective in treating, arresting, and reversing many of our leading causes of death. Doctor, in general, do you believe that doctors are getting better trained to recommend food and lifestyle changes rather than just prescribe meds? Slowly but surely, but too slowly. Doctors have a severe nutrition deficiency in education. Most doctors just never taught about the impact healthy nutrition can have on the course of illness, and so they graduate without this powerful tool in their medical toolbox. Now, look, there's also institutional barriers such as time constraints, lack of reimbursement. In general, you know, doctors simply aren't paid for counseling people on how to take better care of themselves. Uh, of course, the drug companies also play a role in influencing medical education and practice. Uh, you can ask your doctor when's the last time they were taken out to dinner by Big Broccoli. It's probably been a while. <laughs> well, you know, I am such a fan of your work because I'm the type of person when I don't feel well, I literally will crush garlic and eat that for a few days. And, and I can tell you, almost immediately, you can see the results in, in how I feel. And even better is if you were eating garlic all along, maybe you wouldn't have felt bad in the first place. And that's the, <laughs> right, prevention is still, right? And so often, uh, yes, the, I mean, so there are certain foods that can have such powerful pharmacological-like effects that people use them in that way to treat conditions. But, you know, I like to think of foods as more as the basis of, of kind of preventive medicine in the first place. 
Although it's nice to know that there are certain foods that we can use to, uh, if uh, for some reason our health slips in one way or another. Can you give us a few examples of diet changes that could combat a particular disease or two? Oh, absolutely. So, for example, um, uh, ground flax seeds. Um, so the reason I recommend one tablespoon of ground flax seeds a day is that uh, flax seeds are the single most concentrated source of a class of anti-cancer compounds called lignans, um, but you do have to ground them up. If you eat whole flax seeds, they just uh, pass right through you. Also a great source of fish-free omega-3s, uh, tested head-to-head. Just a few spoonfuls of ground flax seeds a day can lower blood pressures two to three times better than our leading blood pressure drugs and only have good side effects, reducing the risk of breast and prostate cancer, helping to control cholesterol, triglycerides, blood sugars, reducing inflammation, curing constipation. That's why I recommend a tablespoon of ground flax seeds every day. Doctor, you mentioned that prevention is the key. So what should we be eating every day to help ward off disease? Well, so um, it's, it's we should be eating a diet that's centered around whole plant foods. Now, it doesn't matter what you eat on your birthday or holiday special occasions, right? I mean, it's like it's the day-to-day stuff that really adds up. And on a day-to-day basis, we should really try um, to eat healthier, which is uh, basically centering our diets around the healthiest foods out there, not only to reap their nutritional benefits, but to displace less healthful options. Doctor, we've been talking about food during this conversation, but what lifestyle recommendations do you recommend we make? Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, so the global burden of disease studies, the number one uh, risk factor for death and disability is diet. But then number two is uh, cigarettes. Cigarettes continue to kill a half million Americans every year. Yes, our diet kills hundreds of thousands and more, but um, absolutely stopping smoking. It's what we put in our mouths, both cigarettes and food, um, that most determines our health. And then the third component would be exercise. We really need to uh, not only exercise, but prevent uh, long-term sitting, prevent inactivity. So even if you do exercise, even if you go to gym after to the gym after work, sitting more than six hours a day is not good for us. Um, it may increase our risk of chronic disease. And so uh, keeping active. Now I recommend 90 minutes of uh, moderate exercise a day or 45 minutes of rigorous exercise. Uh, any amount is is better than nothing. Absolutely. But the science does show basically the more the better up to um, uh, uh, up to the, the kind of plateau at 90 minutes a day. The book is The How Not to Die Cookbook, 100 plus recipes to help prevent and reverse disease. If you would like to get more information about the book or Dr. Greger and his work, you can visit drgreger.com. That's D-R-G-R-E-G-E-R.com. Doctor, in our final moments, what would you like to leave our listeners with? Oh, I just encourage people. Um, that's my personal website, but if you want to get more information about eating healthy, nutritionfacts.org is a free, nonprofit, science-based public service providing uh, new videos and articles every day on the latest in evidence-based nutrition. What a concept. Nutritionfacts.org. Doctor, thank you so much for being here with us. I think the title of the book, How Not to Die, says it all. And it should be enough to get us to want to read it. So thank you for sharing these strategies to help us live a happier, healthier life. Uh, Well, keep up the good work yourself. This is Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life. Stay with us. We'll be right back. How much can the right foods do for you? A lot more than weight control. The right foods can increase your energy, improve your outlook, and strengthen your body's natural defenses. 
What foods can do all that? Primo Health Solutions will show you using metabolic typing. This remarkable program lets your body tell you what it needs to work best. Call them today at 347-903-7030. That's 347-903-7030. Or go to PrimoHealthSolutions.com. Using metabolic typing, Primo Health Solutions will let your body work best. Hi, this is Joan Herman, host of Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life. Did you know that Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life has a free monthly digital magazine that can be read online or emailed to your inbox? Every month, nationally recognized leaders in their field provide information to educate, inspire, and motivate you. We believe in a holistic approach to life, incorporating mind, body, and spirit. Check out a copy of Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life 24-7. Visit CYACYL.com. And be sure to tell your friends. Have you wondered why you can't lose weight or maintain your diet? Have you been challenged by making a much-needed change in order to improve your health? Hi, I'm Lori Gardner, registered nurse, patient advocate, and board-certified health and wellness coach. I am the CEO and founder of HealthLink Advocates, a firm dedicated to assisting people navigate our very complex and confusing healthcare system. We also are dedicated to providing coaching to individuals that want to improve their health and overall well-being. Trying to make a behavior change and sustain it for a long-lasting health benefit can be hard. Most people have great intentions to improve their health by exercising or improving their diet, but are not clear on why they don't sustain their health goals. As board-certified health and wellness coaches, we have the training and expertise to work with people to help them uncover a deeper understanding of themselves and what motivates them. This allows for improved outcomes and sustained changes. If you need a coaching partner to assist you in facilitating change in your life and achieve your health goals, please contact us at healthlinkadvocates.com. What is your aging plan? Hi, my name is Sheila Samuels of the Samuels Law Firm. At the Samuels Law Firm, we focus on estate planning and administration, elder law and special needs planning. With offices in New York and Northern New Jersey, we work closely with our clients to develop a comprehensive estate plan to preserve and protect their assets for their families. While no one likes to think about aging or disability, study after study confirms that nearly everyone will face at least a temporary disability sometime during their lifetime. More specifically, depending upon the age, up to 44% of Americans will face a disability for more than four years. Despite this overwhelming and compelling statistic, most Americans continue to grossly underestimate the risk of disability to themselves and to their loved ones and fail to plan. Now think about this for a second. We live in a society where we plan what we will eat or where we will vacation, yet most of us do not know or refuse to accept the facts surrounding our potential need for long-term care and the costs associated with it. So, are you interested in learning more about asset protection and preservation? Are you interested in aging with dignity and a peace of mind and leaving the legacy you choose for your loved ones? If so, visit me at SheilaSamuelsLaw.com. Do you procrastinate? Procrastination is a learned condition and it is a way we tend to self-sabotage our success. Procrastination is caused by anxiety and anxiety arises due to the fear of failure or fear of success as well as the inability to make decisions or fear of judgment or the need to be perfect. 
Hi, I'm Susan Greif, an expressive and healing arts facilitator and founder of Art Men's Hearts. In my work, I harness the power of creative expression and movement in helping clients release old stuck energy that holds them back in life. A deep-rooted cause for procrastinating would be that someone in your past made all the decisions for you, or they could have criticized each decision you made, making you feel insecure, therefore you procrastinate. So here are some of my tips on beating procrastination. One, be mindful of the thoughts that come up each time you are ready to take a step and fight it. Remember who told you those thoughts in the first place. Take charge of your negative thoughts and tell it to shut up. Two, be mindful of how your body reacts to anxiety. Take some deep breaths to relax your body. Three, there is no such thing as perfection. You know more than the next person. Don't harp on it, just do it. Four, journal why you're avoiding doing something you have to do. And last, envision what it feels like once the task is done. For more information, please follow me at artmenshearts.com. We all want to live a happy, productive life, but sometimes we just need a little help. Our Coach on Call experts provide strategies to help you live your best life now. Joining me today is Linda Mitchell, a transformational life coach and reinvention expert who helps her clients move through life's challenges and transitions with purpose, passion, and clarity to emerge more powerful, fulfilled, and purposeful. Linda is here today to discuss guided visualizations. Welcome, Linda. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Joan. It's always a pleasure to be here. So, Linda, what are guided visualizations and how do they help us meet our goals? Well, guided visualizations are creative, meditative experiences that harness the power of our imagination in a positive way. Many people say they can't quiet their minds long enough to meditate. Guided visualizations are a great alternative. You listen to a spoken message that reinforces the positive changes you want to make in your life. So this technique focuses our concentration on images held in our mind's eye. And science has proven that what exists in the world of the mind will also exist in our physical world. So guided visualizations allow you to use your brain power to change your life experiences and to manifest more of what you want in your life. So you're saying then that we can use guided visualizations and our imagination to help shift desired goals into reality. Exactly. Because guided visualizations help you shape your reality exactly as you want it. So it's really important to understand this part, and that's that our brains cannot tell the difference between a real experience and an imagined one. Of course, we know the difference, but structurally, your brain doesn't treat imagined thoughts and feelings any differently than the real ones. And that's exciting because what this means is there's true power in the imagination, power to bring about the changes we desire using these visualizations. Linda, tell us a little bit about the mechanics of how this works. Absolutely. So you begin to rewire your brain in an entirely new way using guided visualizations. There's a quote I really love by philosopher Neville Goddard, and he says, that which you feel yourself to be, you are. And for me, that quote is really indicative of the power of the imagination. When we use guided visualizations, you literally 
think and feel your way to the desired outcome. There's a fantastic book. It's called The Brain That Changes Itself. The author is Norman Deutsch. He's an expert in neuroplasticity, which is the term that describes our brain's ability to change and explains how thoughts, feelings, and experiences actually reorganize the nerve pathways in the brain. So think about that phrase stuck in a rut. Literally, it means a wheel gets caught in and guided by the grooves in a road. And this happens because the wheels of whatever you're driving have been over and over at that track. So many times they've carved out a rut. And the same thing happens in our brains. You become what you repeatedly think, do, and feel. So just like the wheel gets trapped in the rut, our behavior can get caught in the rut we've created from repetitive thoughts and feelings. But we can literally change our default thoughts. We can use guided visualizations to create new positive ruts in the brain that supports the goals that we want to achieve. So Linda, like the title of this show, Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life, by changing our thoughts, we change our outcomes. You hit the nail on the head. You know what? It's amazing. But picture it this way. Our brains contain these groups of synapses. And with each thought, one synapse shoots a chemical across an empty space to another synapse, which builds a bridge for carrying the electric signal that carries your thought. So using your imagination, repetitive thoughts and feelings move these synapses closer together, creating shorter bridges. And you know what? Your default thought becomes the one that has to travel the least distance. So soon that positive thought becomes your dominant thought, replacing the negative old tapes you may have been playing in your head for years. You begin to integrate these new thoughts and feelings by focusing on the desired outcomes. Linda, thank you so much for being here with us. If you would like to learn more about this topic, if you'd like to learn more about Linda, if you'd like to work with Linda, you can visit her website, Linda Mitchell Coaching. And as always, to hear more from Linda, you can visit our website, cyacyl.com backslash Linda. We'll be right back. Are all of your company's social media pages consistent across all of the social media platforms you are using? If you hesitate to answer yes, then it might be time for a social media audit. Hi, I'm Patricia Singer of Follow Me Social Media Consulting. We work with small and mid-sized businesses to help them with their presence on the various social media platforms. Auditing your social media presence is a great way to make sure your company is represented properly. Some key questions that are asked in an audit would be, does the content being posted on social media platforms match the organization's branding? Is the branding, such as a logo, cover photos, profile photos, consistent across all platforms? Are social media icons and handles visible on your organization's website? Do you track daily or monthly analytics through Facebook Insights, Twitter Analytics, or Instagram Insights? These are just some of the many items you should be checking on to make sure your organization's social media presence is the best that it can be. If you would like more information, go to besttofollowme.com. Just like the first time home buyers, there's a first time for every seller too. Hello, my name is Almina Ziza, a real estate agent from Essex County, New Jersey. Here to tell you that sellers can get emotional when it's time to list their home. It's where they raised their children and created lifelong memories. Inexperienced sellers have never dealt with buyer demands. Older sellers who never sold a home can be shocked to learn how long it can take to sell. Decluttering can be hard. It may feel impossible. It's not just emotional resistance they are experiencing. Buyers today expect a home to be in move-in condition 
First-time sellers don't realize that minor repairs can shift their home from a fixer-upper to a move-in ready. If you don't fix up your house, the buyers will go around the corner and buy from someone who did, and they will pay more. Be direct and educate your seller through the process. When the sale isn't going the way you imagined, create strategies to offset the negatives. For more information on how to help your first-time seller, call me at 973-722-1154. When you're having a conversation in relationship and it's somewhat controversial, you probably want to be heard and be right. Quite often that's what we want. And so we're maybe a little defensive, but is that right? Or do we want a result? The result being we'd like to get along. Hi, I'm Lindsay Levinson, Quality for Life Coaching. And they are two different things, getting along versus being heard and being right. See, because being heard and right is our defense, then that connects to our ego. But ego's not really gonna get you that far. If you want a result, then you're gonna wanna work with humility and truth. So if you've got a difference of opinion, I mean, for me, I'll quickly look for a reason to say I'm sorry. And it has to be true. If I don't know what I've done yet, then I will say, I'm sorry you're hurting. I've done something wrong here because you're hurting. But let's talk further so we can figure this out. And you don't want to talk at someone by saying you this and you that because people just shut their ears. You want to use words like we and use words like experience. I'm having this experience. I know your experience is different. There isn't a right or wrong. There's just different experiences going on here. So we just need to talk it through and land somewhere that feels really good for both of us. So you want to do a lot of that non-heated conversation so that you can both feel good, but nobody is charging at another person. It's not being heard and right. It's just working toward the positive result. Lindsay Levinson, qualityforlifecoaching.com. Look me up. I'd love to talk to you, help you in any way I might be able to. It's time for To Your Health. Joining me today is Dr. Rojini Raj, a board-certified gastroenterologist and television personality. Dr. Raj is here today to discuss digestive discomfort. Welcome, Dr. Raj. Thanks for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. Happy to be here. So, Doctor, digestive discomfort can be the result of more than just overeating. It may be caused by a condition called EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. Tell us about EPI. Sure. So EPI stands for exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, as you just said, and that's a condition where your pancreas is not producing enough digestive enzymes to digest your food properly. So what you may experience in that case are symptoms such as abdominal pain, bloating, diarrhea, or unexplained weight loss. And the issue is many of these symptoms are also symptoms that are similar to other GI conditions. So it's really important to speak to your doctor if you're experiencing these symptoms frequently or on a recurring basis to make sure you get the proper diagnosis and ultimately the proper treatment. And you can certainly learn more about these symptoms at identifyepi.com. Doctor, who is at greatest risk for having this? And, and how do we know when it really is more than just overeating? I mean, you know what our diets are like today. So how can we tell the difference? Sure. Well, in terms of EPI, it has been associated with certain conditions like cystic fibrosis, chronic pancreatitis, which is a chronic inflammation of the pancreas, or even people who've had some type of pancreatic surgery can develop this condition. Uh, but in terms of how do you tell if it's just an occasional indigestion or something that needs to be investigated, it's really about listening to your body, taking, paying attention to the frequency of the symptoms. So if it's just once in a while, when you know you've kind of really overindulged, then that's probably something that happens to all of us. 
occasionally. But if it's happening frequently, if it's recurring, if it's something that's affecting your life or your ability to enjoy your life, then it's certainly time to talk to your doctor and get to the bottom of the condition and make sure you know what it is so you can treat it appropriately. Can EPI be dangerous if left undiagnosed? Well, it certainly can affect your ability to absorb the nutrients that you need. It can lead to vitamin deficiencies, um, the weight loss as well it can be concerning, and it can be associated with some other very serious underlying conditions. We talked about cystic fibrosis and chronic pancreatitis, so it's certainly not something that you want to leave undiagnosed. Um, you want to get to the bottom of it and treat it. And where can our listeners go to get more information? IdentifyEPI.com has a lot more information about the condition and the symptoms associated with it. Dr. Raj, thank you so much for being here with us and for bringing this condition to our attention. Again, IdentifyEPI.com is a wonderful source for more resources. Thank you for being here. Thank you very much. You've put your heart and soul into writing a book. You've made a substantial financial investment in getting the project done. And you have a beautiful publication with your name on the cover. So, how do you reach your potential readers? Introducing the Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life Book Club, a resource guide created for books that change lives. A book featured on the Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life website and in the digital magazine gets recognized. Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life includes the work of some of the most inspirational and influential authors in the world. Shouldn't you be there too? Let's get started. For more information, visit cyacyl.com backslash book club advertising. I want to be riding my bike. But at this moment, he's fighting leukemia. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital is saving lives with pioneering research and care. And we'll never have to pay St. Jude for anything. Please take a moment and visit stjude.org today. joining us. I hope you found the show informative. At Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life, we believe that knowledge is power. Take what you've learned, apply it, and live your best life now. Remember that the information provided are the opinions of our guests and should never replace the advice of a professional who knows your personal situation. If you'd like more information, visit our website, cyacyl.com. While on the site, listen to past shows on demand, read our digital magazine, take part in the book club, check out our team, and be sure to follow the show on social media. Until next time, this is Joan Herman. Thanks for tuning in.